0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is so good to see you all again. My goodness, we've missed you, and uh, it's just great to be back. Hey, we've got a couple things going on. So this morning uh, is a special morning because it is Brooks and Amanda's last Sunday with us, all right? And uh, we've got them tonight. We've got a banquet, but I'm going to ask Brooks and Amanda to come up. So guys, would you come up? Yay, give them a hand. So, um, Brooks, when he first came to us, he was a uh, young man. (laughs) No, actually, I'm funny. I don't even know where this picture came from. I did this in first service, and this was tacked on my wall in my office with tape, and he has no idea where it came from. So, you're how old up there? I think I'm 15. 15? At SeaTac? Yep. Amanda had the hots for you back then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just wanted we had some I, I, I didn't no know where that picture came from, but I thought I'd have some fun with it. but um, we wanted to be able to say goodbye and um someone asked me they said, "Well, Steve, did Brooks pull a fast one and wait till you went on sabbatical?" And then he walked his way out and you know got out, and uh, actually, none of that is true, and I wanted to be able to kind of put that to rest. Brooks has operated. Uh, with total integrity through this whole process. And I am actually very proud of him, and I want you to know that. Uh, The truth of the matter is I talked to Brooks back in February, and we kind of had a sense something was up, and and we were praying for about two weeks, and I came to him and I said, you know, I think I'm supposed to, the Lord's given me a sense I'm supposed to release you. And he said, am I fired? I said, no, no. I said, "I said." I don't think I'm the best or the right leader for you. And I think God's going to do something with you. And I think you've got to find the tribe and posse of the leader that's going to take you where that next step is. And there's been a sense over Brooks' life that uh, there's been some prophecies of how God's going to use them. And I just said, I, I don't think this is the place. I think you're supposed to go somewhere else. So I'm just releasing you. I don't know releasing you to what, right? Remember that? But I said, I think I'm supposed to release you. So... As a matter of fact, I actually said to him um, in the spring, uh, hey, do you want to take a look at North Shore? Because the, the role had opened up at North Shore. And he goes, nah, because Jonathan had left and was kind of... So we were praying for him, and when we left, I told him, look, we'll pray for you while we're gone for the summer. And then North Shore came back on the table, so that was surprising that it came back on the table. And what's even uh, cooler and weirder and more ironic is he's going back to my old role at North Shore. If you don't know and you're new this morning, I was the youth guy at North Shore for 18 and a half years. So it's like a weird deja vu swap, you know, kind of thing. And so, um, we just, I just wanted to, uh, this morning, um, be able to, uh, just say on a, a friendship level, you need to know we're doing fine. I, I did their wedding, right? We're still married, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And, uh, and we have all kinds of friendship links and stuff like that. And uh, he'll be at North Shore, so Rob and him will connect up. And uh, again, Brooks, if you don't know, brought Rob here to Northview. So in a sense, he's put his own replacement in place as he's leaving. So that's to you, right? And so it's really good. And, uh, and so this morning, uh, what we wanted to be able to do is um, just celebrate their five years here. Now, uh, youth group especially, I want to speak to you um, It moves like this. Sometimes we can focus on what we thought we should get rather than what we got or what we received, right? And we could be saying, well, great for him, but you know, that's how do we come out in this and that sort of stuff. And I just want to suggest the timing is the Lord's and that as you guys grow up and as you get older, you'll learn and watch. There's weird timing things that go on that the Lord does. And then later, like three years later, you look and go, oh, that's what the Lord was doing. So uh, I just want to be able to, because I know in youth ministry, there's no such thing as a good change, right? They're all bad, so I know that. And um, But the timing is the Lord, and I just want to say, Brooks has done this in a really excellent way. He has handled this with class, he's kept me informed through the whole thing, and uh, is leaving with great grace. And so, I wanted to bring them up here this morning to thank them for all they've done over the last five years. And so, could we stand up? And uh, could we give them a warm, Northview thank you for all they've done over the last five years? We do that. Yeah. All right. So tonight, when you come back, uh, we're going to have a going away party, and we'll actually have the elders, because the elders will be back from men's retreat. And uh, we were going to pray and anoint over them this morning, but uh, we couldn't get the guys back, right? So they'll be back tonight. We'll anoint them with oil. And what we're going to pray is that God will give them uh, a grace that's uh, adequate for the next step they're about to take, right? And so would you join me? Let's pray over them this morning. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the five years. I remember when I first said, hey, I want five or ten, Adi, and Brooks at me like I was nuts. And uh, Lord, but you gave us five very grateful for that five. It's a lot of really, really good things have happened over that five years. And we're grateful to you. And Lord, this morning, we know it's a big step. We know there's going to be nerves. We know it's a significant ministry assignment. And Lord, as, as they step in faith to what your next uh, step is, we ask that you would give them a grace appropriate for what you've called them to do. Appropriate for the next assignment. We ask that you would... Help them have a great entry into North Shore and that you would um, give them bandwidth for all the names they're going to have to memorize and all the people they're going to have the relationships. Give them uh, the patience and perseverance to, to be content and to build new friendships. But Lord, may they sense a great peace and joy because they're doing what you've asked them to do. We love them dearly. They are enormous to us. We ask for your favor towards them and we give that to you in your name. Amen. All right, give him another hand. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a seat. Well, as we stand here, um, before we get started this morning, uh, right now as we're standing here, uh, Hurricane Irma is swallowing Florida, right? And uh, it's been quite a... If you've tracked all the different news things... Uh, You know, we had Harvey down in um, Houston, and the thing down there, you have to realize after a hurricane like that, it's a mess for the next six months, right? Trying to clean everything up. and Like in Houston, it's hot and moldy, and black mold grows all over everything, so it's just an incredible quagmire trying to clean that stuff up. Um, I talked to Doug and Janice Bratz. This week, many of you, if you're brand new, don't know that name, but beloved friends who've been here for a long time, and they now live in Montana. And I saw a picture of the fires in Montana, and I, I got startled because I recognized that picture, and I knew where that mountain was, and I knew it was right across the river from Doug and Janices, So I texted him and said, hey, you okay? And he says, yeah, right now we're fine. Uh, but the entire mountain range across the river from him was on fire. I mean, spectacular picture. And, and he said, Steve, right now there are 40 uncontrolled fires in Montana that they cannot contain. And so if you kind of put all that stuff together, along with, you probably heard about the typhoon in India and 1,200 people, the land slid and 1,200 people died. There's there's a lot going on there. So let's stop this morning and pray uh, before we, we get into the message. Lord, thanks so much for being back. It's just wonderful to see everybody again. My heart's full. And yet in another way... Uh, A lot of calamity, a lot of catastrophe. Right now, as we are talking, you have a better bird's eye view of it than even we do. And Lord, we would pray for mercy for those in the path of the storm. And it's not just mercy for today. They'll need that, of course. There's going to be mercy for the next few years. Some will lose loved ones. Some will lose everything they possess. Uh, It's going to be a shattering deal. And we uh, stand before you humbled and recognize the great power that exists within the nature as you created it, and Lord, we'd pray that this would be a, a time when people uh, stop their own thing and actually cry out to you, and actually turn back to you, and actually start to consider you again. And we pray for great grace for the Christians and the churches in the area that they would um, be able to minister, although suffering themselves. And Lord, we we think of missionaries in India and we think of believers who live in Montana. Lord, there's fires from California all the way across. and So we lift that up this morning a bit sobered by it, uh, a little bit traumatized by it, and yet trusting deeply in you by it. So we give that to you this morning and ask this in your name. Amen. All right. Um, Yeah, lots of stuff. Well, hey, it is great to be back. Can I just tell you how much... Pam and I miss you. We are so glad to be back. It's just like, ah, Northview. How are you? I mean, just it's a spectacular deal. And one of the things sometimes, uh, you know, when you read through scriptures, you kind of blow through things. You read, yeah, whatever. And uh, one of the parts of scripture for me is like that are the greeting passages. If you read the epistle, Paul writes. There's a bunch of greeting passages. And you kind of go, yeah, hi to the church of Ephesus and Colossae and, you know, we think of you always in our prayers. And and kind of sort of, you kind of go, well, is that just kind of the political PC pastoral thing for Paul to do so that he can set him up to say what he really wants to say, you know, kind of deal. And I saw those passages with a completely different set of eyes um, this time. I, i they jumped out at me in a in a very heartfelt way while we were gone on the sabbatical. Let me, I just grabbed the one from Philippians. You'll recognize this. He says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Notice he's gone. He's not at Philippi. He planted that church. He got it started. He started off on the other missionary journeys. And now he's thinking back to that place and going, Man, every time I think of you, I, I just am grateful. He says, always in every prayer of mine for you all for all making my prayer with joy because your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Now, most of us focus on that last phrase, right? He who started a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. And we go, oh yeah, that's a really, and we memorize it, but we don't think about the part above it or the part after it. And uh, and and that we just kind of go through it and as I said, we kind of go, well, is that just a pastoral thing? But, you know, we we felt this one different. We knew that you were praying for us, and we were praying for you. And when we were in Africa and when we were in Europe, um, we we could sense that you guys were doing that. And if you take the rest of this passage, it reads like this. It says, Paul says, it's right for me to feel this way about you all. It says, Or the way we'd say it is, this is how I really feel about you, Right? says, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of the grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. We didn't have that. We had us on sabbatical, right? Different circumstances, completely different context, but the same heart thrust to it. says, because I hold you in my heart, for you've all been partakers in what we're going through. God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of, of Christ Jesus. And it's my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Paul was just enormously thankful. And I just want you to know this morning, I'm enormously thankful. I wanted to give thanks to some stuff this morning. First, I wanted to say thanks uh, to our board. You know, it takes a lot of courage for a board to say, hey, we're going to launch you out for three months and we're going to trust that everything goes well. I don't know if you've ever been in that spot, but it's not near as carefree as you would think it is, all right? And um, and, and, and they set it up well uh, and and they, they helped us do it. And you need to know, Pam and I, we've never traveled internationally, right? Uh, we've been to Canada, we've been to Mexico, we've been to Hawaii and Sugarbush, all right? So uh, that's our international travel. And uh, so... You know, we, we have never done anything like that. That was a brand new ball game for us, and I, I'm, uh, to be and to be the big thing in that was to be sponsored by you as North Shore's ambassadors was just really cool. I'll tell you a little bit more of that later in the message. Uh, secondly, I want to thank the staff. I just thought, especially Shannon, but the team did an absolute great job. Uh, as we watched, we saw all the stuff. Well, I should say Pam saw all the stuff coming through on Facebook. And, uh, you know, amazing VBS. Uh, we just looked at what was said. And said wow. And then there was, again, uh, as always, a great youth camp, great one camp, fantastic church in the park. We just couldn't stay away for that one, right? I mean, I think that's just one of the hallmark uh, events of our inter- entire church year. Uh, and, and I just thought it was just a gangbuster deal. And I was sitting there out in the crowd just going, my gosh, is this run well. They don't even need me. I could die and it'd be fine, you know. <laughs> and I was just so proud of that. I was so proud to say, that's my team. That's my guys. I was like, man, that's, that's incredible. So a I, I, super team. I'm proud to be part of it. I also wanted to thank the speakers um, the summer rolled out really well. Shannon did that whole uh, series on the art of neighboring, and right? We did the block party thing. And we want you to know, we threw a block party even though we weren't here, right? So in our neighborhood, we pulled the cars out of the driveway, parked them out on the street and uh, took our fire pit, put it out. And Matt, our son, went. So all he's got a posse of buddies in the neighborhood, right? And he went to all the houses and invited their parents and said, I want you to meet my parents. Will you come to the house? We're having a a block party. And they all came. So we're out there, and uh, we have like 35, 40 people all talking. We had hot dogs. We had s'mores. And we met neighbors that we had never met before. And I went, man, this is cool. This is really cool. And and some of them even talked to me this week, and I'll I'll say something about that a little bit later um, also. But I thought that was great. I appreciated John sharing his testimony and telling you how uh, God grabbed him. The, uh, the fact that John is here at Norfe as our worship leader is a pretty miraculous story. And man, I delight in the guy. I, I just love what he's doing. I was thrilled with Jan. Okay? Even I couldn't stay away. I, I had to come. I just get choked up. It was so cool. And, and for you to be able to experience that, uh, for me was a, just an incredible delight. Right? I sat there just gritting, going, there's the guy. That's the guy who really knows how to talk about the kingdom. And you probably went, oh, that's why Steve says that. And that's where that comes from. And that, Oh, yeah, I sat under him for 25 years, right? So I, I thought that series, The Safe King, was enormous. I thought it was pretty amazing that Rob had to share for two weeks. And as he's telling his story about children's ministry, the role switching under him as he's talking. That was pretty funny, I thought. <laughs> Unless you're Rob, you know. But uh, that was pretty cool. And then uh, the church in the park, I thought Steve Zakawani was great. Uh, just that message, that, that tone, anybody who came to visit our church, I would just went, man, that is the most welcome rollout mat we could have rolled for somebody for the gospel. And I was just thrilled. I didn't get a chance to meet him. I'm going to write him a letter and tell him how much I appreciated that. And then Dave Weed just always hits home runs. That guy is something else. And... Uh, Yeah, I had a bunch of you this week just come up and say, "Man, David just slayed us!" It was like we'd never thought of some of that stuff, and uh, it was so cool. And uh, so I am just incredibly grateful for all that, and I'm choking up. So let's move on to something else. All right, (laughs) I want to give a thanks and a shout out to Becky Tessier. And you go, Becky who? Becky Tessier. A lot of times the people behind the scenes never get any credit. You say, who's Becky? Becky is Brooks's travel agent. So when Brooks did the missions trip to Nicaragua and did the missions trip to Haiti, Becky's the gal he used. And when it came to the trip, I had no clue what to do. And uh, Brooks said, hey, call Becky. She's really good. And Becky set up our entire itinerary. She was great to work. There weren't any glitches. And I, <laughs> I was sitting in uh, the airport in Nairobi. And uh, when, <laughs> when I was sitting there, I thought, thank God I didn't have to try and put this together myself. Okay? I don't know if you've ever traveled internationally, but the airports are an entity and a reality unto themselves. Right, Scott? I mean, they're like their own universe and world, and you go into those things, you may never come out. Okay? And, and so i just incredibly grateful she helped us. I'm going to write her a note too. But then thanks to you as a church family. I was so grateful for you. I was so thankful. I mean, there aren't words for it. Uh, it was just so cool. We, we knew you were praying for us. We could sense it. That meant a lot. And uh, one of the results was really interesting is we heard horror stories about jet lag, right? And we were doing a long shot. So from here to um, Cape Town was 25 hours, and then from Frankfurt back to here was 10, right? So we thought we were going to just get plastered and wiped out. And as a result of you praying for us, we never hit jet lag. Can you believe that, Ben? You travel all the time. Never hit jet lag. Matter of fact, we ticked James and Sarah off because... We're at their house the first night, and we're 10:30 at night, and we're talking 100 miles an hour, blah, 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 right? And James finally goes, "Okay, stop! You're killing me. You're ticking me off." I said, "Why? What did we do?" Something. Wrong? He goes, "Look, you're older than me." I thought that was offensive. And then he said, "And you're the ones who flew, and I'm the one falling asleep on the couch." Stop! We're going to bed, right? <laughs> so, okay, so we went to bed, and uh, but we just never hit jet lag. It was just crazy, and so we were really. Grateful for that. That was really cool. Um, but uh, we have incredible stories. So some amazing connection stories. So here's what we're going to do. Is I didn't want to take Sunday mornings to do that. There's just it's there's too few Sundays in the fall, and we've got a big October coming up. With we've got people coming that will tell stories that will open your heart and mind to the kingdom in some phenomenal ways. But what we're going to do is Pam and I. Pam is very excited to share with you. That's sarcastic. Um, but she said she'd do it. And uh, if you noticed in that video that I sent, I did all the talking, Pam would say nothing, right? But she said she'll share. And uh, we have stories. So there's no Awana or anything started up yet. So Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, if you want to come, come to church. What we're going to do is we're going to put a slideshow together and we'll we'll tell you the stories and, and, and throw it all out there. And if you don't, we'll try to record the story the, as we share so that you can sit at home and record and listen to it later. But we're just going to do it one shot, all right? So you get... One shot at it. If you don't come, too bad, so sad. And, you know, you'll have to ask somebody else how it went. All right. Paul says this For God is my witness. How I yearn for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. I, I have to tell you, my affection for our church, my affection for you grew enormous. You know, like the Grinch, his heart grew three times. So. Uh, I don't know that I'm the Grinch, but I could feel my heart swelling um, when I thought of you guys and I, we thought about uh, coming back. And It's really true what Pam and I felt uh, as we were over there. And we also had uh, a tremendous opportunity to compare you. So you're going, what? We we went, we had a chance uh, in August and a little bit of June to go to a number of the churches in the area. And I just wanted to show you a list of the churches we went to so you'd know which ones we got to visit. Here's a list of all the churches we went to. Mill Creek Foursquare, uh, Chris Manginelli, beloved, beloved buddy in the Lord. And uh, and by the way, we found out it is very hard for Pam and I to show up anywhere and not be noticed. All right? Like we tried to sneak back into North Shore when Jan was speaking. Uh, we were playing reverse hooky, right? Instead of trying to get out, we were trying to get back in. And uh, that didn't work very well. And we went to Mill Creek Foursquare and I said to Pam, I said, all right, here's the deal. Let's, we'll just sneak in the lobby and we'll go sit in the back. And, you know, nobody will really see us, and and then we can sneak back out. And so we come walking in the lobby of Mill Creek Foursquare, and Trevor Loya, who's the youth guy there, and he's now going to be planting a church for them this fall, he's on a platform of stairs, and we take like five steps in the lobby, and he goes, hey, Mitch, what are you doing here? Right? Look, oh, there that went. You know, (laughs) so uh, it didn't really work very well, but great time there. We went to Redemption Church. That was really cool. That's Mike Purcell. You don't know him, I don't think or most of you don't, but they are planting at Jackson High School. And what's significant about that is that's where we as a church started 20 years ago, at Jackson High School. So we had a chance to walk in, be part of their church service, and actually give them a great encouragement saying, hey, you guys, this is so cool. Take courage. God is going to grow it. 20 years ago, we started right here where you're starting right now. And they were like, whoa, really? And so it was an incredible encouragement. And we got to tell them some of the stories. And, and really, uh, Mike wasn't even there that morning. Uh, he and his wife had a baby the night before. And so he actually texted in with his sister-in-law and, and said, Steve, we're at the hospital. and you know, So it was just a really cool time. Um, we got to go to Canyon Creek. Preston, Brandon Beals is a good buddy. And they're down on 35th now at what used to be Faith Fellowship and uh, doing a great work down there. We got to go to the North Creek Country Church. you know where that is? That's the little white church right around the corner on the, on the Bothell Everett right here. And uh, we actually got a chance. I've been helping them uh, with what to do in terms of a search, a pastoral search. And uh, so we actually got a chance to go there and actually go to church with them. And I've been wondering what has been at that church for, you know, 15 years. So it was really cool to go and worship with them and, and see what's going on. Uh, Snohomish Community Church is... Uh, Brian Balma is their youth guy. Brian Bauma uh, lives right across the street from me. He and his wife, Cherie. And so we went there, and I got land envy. Okay? In Snohomish County. Good grief. We went there. They have land. They have parking. They have buildings. They can build more parking. They can build more buildings. And I was thinking about our little cracker bar going, Ugh! you know, like, oh my gosh, this is awesome, you know. And I thought, we should move out to Snohomish. <laughs> so... Anyways, that was a lot of fun. went to Gold Creek because Pam works at the preschool there. So, and uh, Josiah, their youth guy, was preaching, and he's actually going to be planting a church this fall. So, and I know Josiah, so it was great to bump up with him and uh, make a connection with him. Uh, Mountain View Community Church, uh, Tim, Tim Young is a good buddy. And so we went and, and hung with him at their church. And a lot of us have relationship with people over at Mountain View, so that was really cool. And then last Sunday was kind of the ice cream on the top of the pie. Uh, we got to go to Crosswater with Aaron Day and all kinds of people. It was like a homecoming. And then right after that, we went to Cascade with Nate and Amy uh, heading up and, and hung there with them and saw the people we knew. And so that was the kind of the, the denouement for the summer, right? It just kind of ended the whole thing. And uh, But I thought you'd like to know which churches we actually got a chance to go through. But I have to tell you, three-quarters of the way through this list, Pam looked at me and went, I'm done. I'm done. I, I, let's go home. I want to go to Northview. I I I, let, I want to go back to Northview. I said, Well, honey, we got two weeks left. You know? Said, no, I'm done. <laughs> she just longed to come back and and to to be back home and uh, just terribly missed not being here. And uh, something else we observe, and this I think is really cool. We love the tone of our church. Okay love the tone of our church. And when you go into other churches, churches are kind of weird. They're kind of like your cousins. You know when you grew up with your cousins, you go visit for a day and um you spend the day and then you go back home and you're glad you could you glad you were with them, but you're glad you get to go back home cuz they're just a little weird, right? And and that's how different churches feel, right? They're they're cool and they're 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 Jesus's uh, children, but they're just a little weird, right? I want to go back home. And uh and that's kind of how we felt and um, and the other thing we found out is, you know what? We, we're pretty good. Do you know that other churches' slides glitch also? <laughs> we realized, man, they're not perfect either. And we also realized, wow, we went to all these churches. And went, they got nothing on us. They got nothing on us. This, there's really some great stuff happening here. And we went, you know what? This is cool. This is cool. I like our church and I like what God's doing in our church and I like what's going on. And I went, wow. So we just came away even more pumped um, to come back and and just be a part of it. So we were deeply blessed, blessed by what he was doing in other churches. But we were really grateful even more for for what we have here. Paul goes on in this passage and he he says this. And I realize as I use this passage, it probably means a whole lot more to me than it does you. So you're just going to have to humor me this morning, all right? Um, but he says this: "It's my prayer that your love may abound more and more." And and as I said, we felt our hearts swelling when it came time to, hey, we get to come back. It wasn't a dread. It was like we get to go back. It was like pure excitement. And he says, "So that your his prayer was that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for." the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. You know, that was Paul looking at it towards the Philippian church. And uh, we have a certain set of eyes through this thing of, you know, we as a church sent Stephen, Pam, yeah, that's pretty cool. But to try and communicate to you what it looked like through the eyes of the missionaries, what that was like, they were shocked that you as a church would send me, the head pastor, and my wife, over to them to see how they're doing, to see what they're doing, and to encourage them in what they're doing. Right? James and Sarah said it uh, probably the, most, the best and the most emotionally, but James couldn't even choke out words when it came time to leave. He said, Steve, I, I cannot tell you what it means that Norview would send you to, to come and see what we're doing. He said, Steve, I've been here 10 years nobody's ever come to see what I do. He said, the only people who've ever come to see what I do is my mom and dad last year when we bought the house. It's, they call it a house, we would call it an apartment, right? Little three-bedroom cram thing. Now they got three kids in there, so that'll be even more interesting. But he just said, I, I, I can't. So like, in our eyes, it maybe isn't that big of a thing, but in the eyes of the missionaries, they were like, wow. Two of the missionaries we went and visited weren't even missionaries we support and they said, Northview would spend money so that you could come and see us? And I said, yeah. I told them who you were and I told them your role in my life. And they said, well, you're over there anyways. You might as well say hi to them. And they were like, oh my gosh. James took us through the, the YWAM headquarters there in Musenberg, and, and you could tell James walked in. He said, this is my pastor. Wow. And they were like, man. Said, we. One guy said, we never get pastors through here. This is incredible. You'd actually come and visit. And so... When it talks about uh, abounding more and more, you know, you need to know right now, and there's a couple churches in Africa and a couple churches in Europe where Northview Community Church is like up here. They, in the kingdom eyes, they think this is the most rock. You know how we always treat our missionaries like rock stars? They think you're rock stars. Okay? They are absolutely blown away that you would free me up and let us go over to see how they were doing. It was a, a fabulous experience. Um, we've got more stories, and um, I'll tell you, but, 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 let me just give you a, one story of uh, there were connections. Let me give you one story. So, our last day, we're in Europe. We're in uh, outside of Ljubljana. We're with David and Katka Borner, and uh, and we're at a lake. And there's a rope swing out in the lake. And the lakes there are gorgeous, crystal clear. I went swimming in an Austrian lake just so I could say I did it right. And uh, and we're at this lake, and uh, this guy comes up. And he's got uh, three girls and a boy, and Pam noticed that right away because it's the same birth order as we have, three girls and a boy. And, uh, and so I watched the guy, and I said to myself, he's, he's got to be a believer. He just had way too much joy for the average person, you know, and he was a great dad. And then he laughed, and I went, that is not a European laugh, right? So after a minute or two, I went over him and said, hey, can, can I ask you where home is? And uh, that's my leading question. I get tons of mileage out of it. And so I said, hey, w- can I ask you where home is? He, he says, oh, yeah, Ukraine. We we're a ministry up there. And I said, ah, I knew you were a believer. But I said, where's home? He said, what do you mean? I mean, home. He goes, oh, Michigan. I said, Michigan? I said, where? He says, Holland. I said, oh, you ain't Dutch, you ain't much, right? And, uh, and he laughs He goes, how in the world do you know that? I said, Green Bay. Oh, wrong football team, right? And uh, I, so here we are in... Slovenia, I mean, chance encounter in some little burg off in the middle of nowhere. There's a guy from the ministry. We're talking. Well, then he tells me about his ministry. He says, yeah, by the way, Steve, he said, we partner with uh, Josiah Ventures, this other group. And I said, really? You're kidding me. He goes, no. I said, well, you know that other couple over there that, that you see with the kids? They're with Josiah Ventures. We're here to visit them. He goes, what? So we bring David and Kotko over. They start talking. turns out that they not only know similar people, but David runs a camp. You know, for those young adults, the English camps. And it's right next to where this guy runs his stuff. So they hooked up and they're going to do some ministry things together. right? If you want to come and hear a couple more stories like that, uh, we'll, we'll tell you some more stories on Wednesday night. But here's, here's why I tell that story. The power of attraction. You know what Paul's talking about in this passage? What he's saying is that that your love would grow, would now desert, that you would approve what's excellent, be pure and blameless and be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes. And he says, there's a difference. There's a difference, and people pick up on that difference. And I, I knew stu- standing on that lakeshore, I watched that guy and I went, he's a believer. I don't know what he's doing, but he's a believer, right? And when I checked it out, that, that guy confirmed, you, you can tell the attractional quality of the, the qualities of the Holy Spirit in our life when we really cooperate with the transformation process. And I came back excited to talk again about transformation and cooperating with God to let Him have His way with us so that we would be attractive to our community, attractive to other people. And and that means not just coming to church and being attractive, but attractive when we're home, attractive when we're in the supermarket, attractive when we're driving. Oh, yes, God is big enough for even that, right? But the idea there is that... Uh, We watched some of this, and what we saw is that the kingdom is the same if you're in Mill Creek, Washington, as if you are in Cape Town, South Africa, as if you are in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, as if you are in Salzburg, Austria. By the way, we saw Sound of Music stuff. And and as if you are in Ljubljana, Slovenia, all right? It was the same. And we recognized and went, you know what? This is the same stuff that Jesus has led us into. The same kind of relational qualities, the same kind of uh, things that God has been emphasizing with us, He's been emphasizing around the world. It was really cool to see that. We're going to talk more about some of this next Sunday and and roll some stuff out as we roll into the fall. But this morning, I just wanted to say thank you for you. And I mean that with all my heart. So many of you have poured into us and Pam. I'm looking at Matt, our run together since... I've come. I'm looking at others of you and I just realized, wow, I am so grateful for what God's done here and what He's going to do. What He's going to do this fall. What He's doing in the world. And I'm going, you know what? This is an incredibly exciting time to be alive. God is going to do things we've never seen before. And it's a time to just get lined up again and and rock it and walk it and see how He's going to play stuff out. So, If you're wondering this morning why I'm dressed the way I am, it's because I wanted to tell you how awesome you are and I dress nice for you. No, that's (laughs) not it. Uh, Some of you know Eric and Debbie Lucas and know that Eric and Deb attended for a while and uh, know that uh, he is the uh, band leader, the music uh, leader at Woodenville High School, and he drowned this summer, uh, if you didn't know that story. And uh, I was his youth pastor, and we're having the ceremony at Popkini Field at 1 o'clock. So Pam and I have to bolt right after the surface. After the service, I mean. And uh, I've been asked to do the opening and the prayer to start the ceremony off. So we're going from here right to there. I would like you to pray for that. Uh, Jan and Nate are also part of that. And I'll be doing the bulk of the service. But they're expecting hundreds to show up. It's probably going to be the largest funeral in the history of Bothell. And uh, tons of teenagers will be there. So I'd like you, if you would, that you would pray with me that God would uh, be able to capture the attention of some people who didn't know that he was looking at them. All right? Would you stand and let's pray together. Lord, thank you again. I am so grateful to be back. Great trip. Good stuff. Uh, Great to visit people. But home is better. And Lord, as we have seen you work around the world, so we pray and ask uh, that we would see you at work here. Lord, we want to cooperate. We want to join in. And uh, as you... Uh, scan your eyes over Mill Creek as you are thinking about who you're having a conversation with, as you are talking to them, as you're nudging them, and as you're bumping them. We want to be in the process with you and ask how we could help. How could we help, Dad? I remember, Lord, when Abby was a little girl and said, Dad, I help you. I help you. How could we help you, Dad, in that process of finding those you're trying to find? We'd, We'd be delighted to cooperate. We ask for your favor this fall. We ask for your hand to be on our church And we give that to you and create hope and pray this in your name. Amen.